This isn't the end of the world. I mean, this isn't even the end of the semester. We're going we're gonna to go in there, and we're going to kick ass at finals, and we're going to have a sweet after finals party, and we're going to go home with smiles on our hearts and songs on our faces. Shane, finals week just ended. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast. I'm Chris, and you all know my holiday helpers, Brian. Hey! And John. Hello! It's a Wednesday in December, and boys, to me that seems like a great time to watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. What do you think? Oh, that sounds good to me. John? I guess it's December, so yeah. Wonderful. This is episode 13 of 20, as we shake all the presents that we've lined up between the Christmas tree and the TV to try and figure out if there are any television series out there that know how to do the holidays right. You really stuck the landing on that, Chris, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. It was a little dicey there for a minute, but... It was a little dicey there, but you got it. I worked really hard at throwing curveballs out there, and you just fucking you tracked it. Just knocked it out of the park like Kevin Costner and Bull Durham. So proud of you. So proud. If there's anything anyone likes, it's baseball analogies in December. Yeah, everybody's just looking for that warmer weather. Mid-December classic. Nobody wants to shut up about spring training. <laughs> Two months? <laughs> the winter meetings, Chris. Come on. Oh, you guys, you guys going down to Arizona? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Arizona. <laughs> Patreon members, donate enough money to get us to Arizona. <laughs> Take this show on the road. <laughs> we're watching the Brewers. Fuck the Twins. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah we're not worrying about that bull. Uh, All right, but before we get to today's featured holiday offering, I always like to do a little Christmas cheer check-in with my co-hosts. We are pretty much two weeks out from Christmas at this point. How are you guys doing? It's December, and I have not acknowledged Christmas yet. I will do my shopping when I do it traditionally on the 22nd. Every year. I'm going to do it earlier. I'm going to do it earlier. I swear to God. And then no, no. So, Brian, how are you doing on your shopping then? I'm getting excited, you know? Just like you said, we're uh, we're getting closer. And as I've said in the past, as we get closer, I get more excited. So, can't you hear my excitement? I'm excited, okay? That There's a lot of excitement. <laughs> I, I can feel it. I feel like I'm in this little valley right now where it's like you get that, that December rush at the beginning where it's like, boom, we're in it. And then you're kind of settled in now. And then it's going to climb back up as you get to kind of that, that week before. But... Um, got a little bit of shopping done, but I'm sure like a lot of people out there would feel a little better if I had a little bit more. It's the, un- Chris is in the un-Christmas Valley right now. Oh no, not un-Christmas Valley. <laughs> it's, it's been too much like Christmas without actually being Christmas for him. <laughs> That's true. That is a little bit, I'm like, do you ever see, there was like this Sesame Street movie, like TV movie about Christmas where Elmo wishes every day was christmas and then he's just like this is fucking terrible <laughs> it's like a it's like a bad version of groundhog day <laughs> there's like a, a part where it's like fourth of july and they're also celebrating christmas and they're just like this doesn't make any sense i uh i really want to see that not safe for work version of a uh, sesame street christmas groundhog day episode because that would be hilarious <laughs> elmo don't like this elmo think this is fucked up <laughs> it's a guy born on Groundhog's Day, 
who watches Groundhog's Day for his birthday. Like, I could take a change up, have some Christmas, have some Muppet Groundhog's Day in there. Or Sesame Street one, rather. Whatever. I'd take either. either. Yeah. Just give me a different yeah. movie to watch. Reboot it. Every. <laughs> I would not take a Dark Crystal Groundhog Day movie. Oh, I would. Fuck it. Give me that. Ah, oh, fuck off. Just uncomfortable for three hours. <laughs> Just terrifying to look at your screen. And then you'll have a good cry and it'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, for sure. But, unfortunately, we are not going to be talking about anything Muppet-related today. Damn it. We are going to be talking about something Christmassy, which is an episode that has at least a little bit to do with Christmas and is relatively easy to find on a streaming service. And that episode today is going to be... Finals from a little show called Dorm Life. This is the 20th episode of season one, and it was originally uploaded on May 27th, 2008. You can find it on YouTube if you'd like to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance to, as always, we're going to give you a little idea of what happened so you can follow along with us as we talk about it. So it's the end of the semester for the Five South crew, and the boys have some unfinished business to take care of before they go home for Christmas. Mike tells Brittany he likes her, but she puts him in his place, saying it doesn't matter anymore. Danny B takes Mystery Hot Girl to Putt-Putt, and she tells him she's so glad he's her friend. Gopher pours his heart out to Abby, but she tells him she's engaged. Shane tries to rally all their broken hearts, giving a lovely speech about how much this semester is meant for all of them, only to have his holiday spirits come crashing down when he realized he has missed all of finals week. So I thought this would be a fun opportunity since we are three guys hosting okay. a podcast who went to college together Yes. to talk a little bit about our own college experience. Did we see a lot that we related to in this episode? Looking back to 11 years ago, I don't know that I could have related to a Roomba going around our floor because I didn't even know Roombas existed in 2008. Yeah, they lived a more charmed college life than we did. For that sure. was 11 years ago. <laughs> it was a Roomba with an Apple product uh, computer camera. Their nerds were cool. Their nerd is cooler than our nerd, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't think the technology displayed in this episode is act- accurate to what was capable at the time. No, it was wild. Because at this time, too, uh, iPhones had just hit the market for maybe about a year or two. And they weren't even widespread in any means. Everybody still had flip phones or slider phones, if you remember those bad boys. Goddamn right I had a slider phone our freshman year of college. Hell yeah. (laughs) Motorola Razor. And then going back to the Roomba, I don't think anybody vacuumed their rooms, let alone had a Roomba. We didn't have carpet. You could still vacuum vacuum the linoleum yeah they got a setting for that man they got a setting for that you want me to vacuum my floor bed that is true john did live in a floor bed <laughs> that my roommate definitively had sex in Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well when you put it that way i absolutely believe you Hi, yeah i really you know what 11 year old john drops his position should have vacuumed his bed 11 years ago, John drops his position, vacuumed the bed for sure. Yeah, i just like to clarify real quick. You are talking about John 11 years ago, not, as you might have just said, 11-year-old John. Oh, yeah, I was not, <laughs> I was not a child prodigy. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Just making sure. I was 
the same age as everyone going into college. Yeah. You know, I wasn't trying to bring you down on the idea that you weren't a child prodigy. I was just trying to get some distance. Uh, why are you outing me? 11 year old having sex. All right. I'm just helping you out here. (laughs) I didn't No, I, that was my roommate had sex in that room. I don't think I actually ever did our freshman year. I think the only place I had sex was like my hometown, our freshman year. (laughs) Because college did not go well. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into the episode real quick. This being the season finale, I did like how in the first two minutes, we got a lovely character recap from everybody. Like, just enough to know what the hell's going on. It was great. Well, yeah. So, had you guys ever seen this show before? I actually think when you were obsessed with making people watch it, I watched through it. Yeah. I watched some of it with you as well. Yeah. Okay. I kind of had, like, the same kind of, like, feeling that I did the first time I watched it, where it's like, wow, this is, like, really good if underdeveloped. Just needed, like, a little little time in the oven. Yeah, I remember watching this with you, Chris, as well as the Green Power Ranger saga. Which one of those held up better? <laughs> this. Probably. I don't know. Maybe Power Rangers? I'd have to compare them. I gotta watch them back to back. Power Rangers does not hold up. As someone who loved Power Rangers as a child, it does not hold up as an adult. You are not a true fan, and I will not talk to you for another ten seconds. As the as of all the show, like all the shows that young Chris was obsessed with making us watch, uh, this is like worse than In Betweeners. Oh yeah, but like better than most of the things Chris wanted us to watch. In Betweeners <laughs> didn't hold up. I'm sorry, no buddy. man. Fuck you. The In Betweeners slaps. I watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, let's recap the rest of the things Chris had us watch when we were in college <laughs> together. Oh, uh, yeah, let's 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 take this stroll down memory lane. Batman Beyond, probably pretty good. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Great. Up. Still, still great, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, Fast and the Furious. Of course. We have a friendship almost based on it. <laughs> Exclusively. Yeah. I believe you mean a family ship because yeah. <laughs> Dominic Toretto does not have friends. He's got family. We drank we drank a lot of Corona because of the marketing in that movie. Oh, fuck it's Corona. true. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, all I can say is you guys are welcome. <laughs> and I'm just glad it's all come f- full circle from Chris making us watch things in college to Chris making us do a podcast after college. Where I make you watch things. <laughs> Where you make us. Yeah, exactly. In another 10 years, he's going to summon us together again and like do whatever the new in vogue thing is it's gonna be a new vr experience that will launch on steam origin we have to vr into 90s sitcoms or some bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and let's play a game how well would you interact in this scene john you're up first with an episode of west wing fuck (laughs) which one of these shows fake pretend beer companies was the best we're gonna vr in and try them all the answer is Heisler. <laughs> it's Duff. Duh. Up for debate. Well, get... 10 years from now, we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find mm-hmm. out. Get to work on it, scientists. Yeah. And bring you more content. So it's like, Ugh. this episode, right? This existed? Yes, yeah. this is definitely an episode that existed. Yeah. It's 10 minutes long, which uh, we're going to stretch out to, I don't know, maybe a 90-minute podcast episode. I think that makes sense. And then, yeah. uh... then you'll know if you want to spend 10 minutes watching it, and that's fair. It's like an episode of Sports Night written by Aaron Sorkin where this old ESPN show is supposed to cover this big-ass fight night that people have been talking about for months. And then they go to the fight night, and it's a first-round knockout. 
And then it goes back to them in studio live. And they're like, well, shit, we're going to break this down millisecond by millisecond and give you all the facts we can stretch out for as long as we can. And if you're still <laughs> watching, call us and tell us why. So, like, for real, that was, like, a thing that happened with the UFC, and it was hilarious. That sounds amazing. The first time, and, yeah, obviously, they're fucking, they employed Joe Rogan. So, like, they, you know the level of talk they can bring. Just the level of intellect, really. Just an incredibly intelligent set and design and just mm-hmm. talent everywhere. So the first time they ran a show on network TV, when they had their, like, big partnership with Fox, and it's like, and I... I used to be an MMA boy. I fought a couple of times and stuff, so it's dear to my heart. I was very excited. We got 46 second armbar over here. Goddamn, uh, 30, 32. Uh, Shit. We saw him do it, yeah. which, ironically enough, took place at the end of our semester, first semester of uh, college. You're welcome for me in full circle. But anyways, they wanted to run <laughs> just one fight for the like that card uh, on Fox, and that fight ended in 67 seconds. And they had, like the full like hour blocked off for it and they and they just were like ah nah. and they just kept on like having to replay it and break it down like moment by moment and it was like three punches were thrown in total and it was the best just watching them scramble okay so how do you guys want to approach this one then how are we going to scramble through this one <laughs> uh, yeah good point i want to talk about the new opening that this episode inspired and it's simply one of us going, y'all ready for this? And then we all jump in going, da 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 That's not a bad idea. It's not bad I'm idea. sure that would get the people hyped. I mean, it gets our energy up, which is important. I love that scene. So, like, this, this episode, there's a few other, like, tangential subplots. And I was a little worried watching this that I think that if people come into this cold without any context, it's going to be very hard to follow, even though they can kind of piece it together based on the dialogue that the characters are sharing. But that scene at the beginning where the four guys are in the dorm and they're all like rapid fire, like stressing out, trying to figure out their plan, that just like hit home for me so hard. Well, I also think it hit home on how self-contained living in dorms felt. Like, oh, man, this person lives a floor away or down the hall. Like, I should go take care of this immediately. And there was an urgency to it. Whereas now it's just like, I'll see him next Friday. Or two months from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it can wait. We can put pause on this. Well, it's just it's also just like the nature of being young. Like, everything is more important because you've had four total problems. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what do I do about this girl? You're right. This one year in your... 70 plus years of living it's gonna be the most important you got to take care of it right now well you've been told that your whole life that college is the most important it's the best time of your life brian uh i mean it was a great time certainly was it the best time like best time in my life like per capita sure per capita yeah like squished into four years like if you if you if you if you took the amount of good times i had in college and you spread them out it's probably gonna be even yeah, and just so the listeners know, Brian measures the amount of good times by the number of buildings he was able to pee on uh, <laughs> during his college years versus the number he's peed on post-college. Uh, which was all of them. So I legally own, or possess, I should say, every building at St. Over College circa 2012. And also apologies to that one building that we peed in while it was being constructed and i peed in the wheelbarrow 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good night. That was a good night. I don't know if you're listening, construction worker, but that, you didn't ask for that smoke, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> also, if the blonde girl from this that was just saying like mean background comments is listening, like DM me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's maybe walk through the the journeys that each of these guys went on and talk about how well they were handled. The first one is Mike. He goes to find Brittany, who is a girl that is like Tim, but just to give broader context to the series, had he had been tied down to a high school girlfriend for, for much of the series run up to this point. They broke up, and he finds out that he liked her, and he's like, oh shit, I should also like her. But in between that, I believe he sleeps with her roommate, who is uh, the blonde girl that John would, would like to slide into the DMs of. He won. She's the way more attractive person there, and he's 19 in this, so <laughs> A-plus, buddy. I just like how hard he gets owned in that scene. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. He gets put down real hard. He just comes in so optimistic and like, yeah, like, I like you too. Isn't that great? And she's just like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I think it's good. Like, I think that's like, oh, yeah. incredibly smart, because like, that's how... A lot of, like, people interact with relationships as, like, new to college where you're, like, interacting with, like, romance more frequently than you probably did in high school. Because in high school you either didn't or you had, like, one girlfriend for five years and then she tries to stab <laughs> you or something. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Your experience relating to John's mileage may vary. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I've lived, baby. But, like, it's good that, like, she's, like, like that the writers of the show, because, like... They're young, and they're like, yeah, it's stupid people act like this, and it's cool. It's good to put in media for 18-year-olds to see that they're fucking stupid. I remember when watching this show, there was a lot of stuff that was like a caricature of college, you know, like the like the floor RA and some other stuff, but like when they get down to like the nitty-gritty of like what you've been talking about, John, it hits home very accurately. And I'm glad that the RA is a caricature because RAs are stupid. Our eyes are stupid. Yeah, I managed Brian. a lot of them. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Yeah, what? <laughs> I thought that was, like, the best scene in it, because it was, like, serious, and then Blonde Girl just taking great comedic timing. Yeah, just taking the pot shots from afar, even though she is, like, very involved in what happened. I think that's also very college right? Like, because Brian said, like, the dorms are really self-contained. So, like... You can't be the villain in the story if that's, like, your dorm friend. So you have to right. blame someone else together. <laughs> well, and it's just, it, you know, her her line of, like, he, he has to speak to her privately, and the blind girl goes, I'm going to find out anyway. It's like, yeah, <laughs> along with probably everyone else on this floor. Yeah, right. Don't. I'm going to find out eventually. Don't be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Okay, so... Second second plot then is is little timid Danny B uh, taking this girl he has met in an elevator multiple times out for a little uh, putt putt and coming back and having her talk to him and saying she's really glad they're friends and now the the show as a shorthand and for our purposes we'll use the shorthand term friend zone gets put in the friend zone. I don't know how you guys feel about the friend zone, but I'm of the opinion that it does not exist. But I think they handle this pretty well. 
it was just the parlance of the time. But like, yeah, yeah, the friend zone is fake. Girls are allowed to not be interested in you after you're nice to them. Don't 100%. be a weirdo who cranks off to watching the Joker grow up. <laughs> <laughs> the friend zone is like a scapegoat if you like somebody and they reject you. It's like, oh, I just got put in the friend zone. When in reality, it's just kind of like, grow the hell up. I don't think the friend zone is something from like 2008 to like 2013 or whatever. I think it's how far you are away from like high school and college because that's when it gets Mm. brought up the most. And I think it's probably still talked about in those age groupings. Well, if you're in that age grouping, no one owes you anything. So shut the fuck up and do better. Yeah. If someone reciprocates their your feelings for them, great. If not, move on. Leave people the hell alone. Yeah. I did really like how they, they framed it at the end of this episode where yes. where Shane comes in and he goes he goes, So you got put in the friend zone and his response is You couldn't even talk to girls before then, so this is a victory for you. And he's absolutely right. That's a yeah. that's a very mature like, oh okay, I learned something about myself from this and I'm gonna move on. Yeah, definitely, definitely some growth happening there. I don't remember the plot about why Abigail's weird. Can you enlighten me again, Chris? Well, okay, so the the last one is is Gopher uh, going to profess his love to Abigail, who throughout the entire series run up to this point has not even spoken a word, and it's implied that she's from some kind of very conservative, almost Amish or Mennonite type society you know she dresses very conservatively and she doesn't say anything she always is she's very bookish uh and she's very private what we find out is that you know gopher goes and he's again kind of been liking her from afar and trying to find a way to express himself and so you know it's end of the semester builds up the courage goes and knocks on her door talks to her and then finds out oh she's engaged which is you know, it's a TV series, so there's that's probably, along with the camera on the Roomba, it's the more outlandish, less relatable part of it. But I think they handled it really well. I feel like as outlandish as that scene is, Gopher does a really, the actor who plays Gopher, does such a good job, like, being so earnest with what he's doing and, like, pouring his soul out and then, like, showing the hurt that he experiences after she tells him that. What's his, what's his like character type in the show? Because you've got I forget his name already. The everyman kind of kid. You've got the nerd. You've got the partier that's a slacker. Is he? What's Gopher? The linebacker from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> I I would almost say he's like the Chandler. Got it. Like if if Mike is Mike is the. Uh, the David Schwimmer, the Ross, and Shane is the Joey, then Gopher is the Chandler. Cool. Friends reference. Yeah, fuck friends. Uh, friends blows. <laughs> if you like friends, I don't like you. <laughs> if, so, like, Chris, which of these characters did you relate to most in your uh, first semester college experience? Oh, man. I mean, if we're being honest, I'm probably either... You're supposed to relate to the Mike. Mike's the everyman. I guess I was probably more of the Danny B. Like, <laughs> I, you were one hundred percent the Danny B. And I'm glad you know this. <laughs> the moment, the moment I like saw this episode, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was going to parties with Chris." 
<laughs> Which one were you? You were probably the gopher, and and Brian, you're probably the Mike. Oh, yeah. cool. I was for sure. I was for sure the gopher for 100. I was more the Shane academically, but <laughs> well, <laughs> John, I will never forget this moment with you in college. We were in the same logic class for philosophy. Yeah, yeah that you that never guy. showed up to. So damn right, I didn't. John only showed up to days when there were tests, and uh, he was in there one day when I walked in. I was like, the hell are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you ready for this test, man? I was like, that test is next week. And he goes, oh. And the professor was already in at that point. And John does this, like, big, oh, no, I forgot my backpack, and walks out of the room <laughs> and, didn't, and didn't come back. I didn't like that professor. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was his name? So it, just, it doesn't matter. We, yeah. don't need, we don't need to do that. Yeah, we but, don't need to call that person out. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I just accepted my CD in that class and moved on. <laughs> so, <laughs> the end of this episode, where they're all sitting outside their dorm room and just like on the ground, which I think is also very relatable. I think like we spent a lot of time in the common room, but I feel like we also just spent a lot of time like chatting in the halls and like oh, poking yeah. our head into people's doors and that sort well, of stuff. W- with how much space you had, it's just kind of wherever you could. We right. lived in a we lived in like our college's worst dorm for reference. Like, uh, uh, no. I guess no, but like it wasn't like the fancy boy one. There was like it was very much a dorm built in the, like what was it like sixty something. Oh like, yeah, but all the yeah. freshman doors dorms were yeah. terrible. Nah, man, no. Madler slapped. No, it didn't. Yeah. Got a Madler. bathroom. You had a bathroom. You had a sink. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. You, you had yeah. a sink, and that was it. And uh, I don't know if that makes that big of a difference. Ah, it probably does make a little bit of a difference. Mm. If you had a sink in the bat in your bedroom, you would have missed out on all the great community building in the bathroom. Like like finding some of our friends dying of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> or or the one morning that I woke up not feeling good, walked into the bathroom and someone looked at me and was like, "Are you feeling okay?" And I said, "No, I think I'm going to pass out." And then I went and laid on my couch for an entire day. Oh jeez. Because college sicknesses are fun when you're a freshman. Oh, yeah. Just you win. just get exposed to all kinds of things. The thing I was going to bring up about the, the sitting in the hallway is that it also reminded me of uh, one of our freshman Christmas activities. Because at the end of the semester, they had like a big Christmas celebration just for our dorm where we got like a fancy dinner thing. There's some good pictures of us. But there's one I remember, which is, John, you and I showed up to that thing like a little bit late. So everyone already was like sitting at tables that were full and so we had to like go sit at a table by ourselves and someone just took a picture of us from afar with our like heads in our hands for for reference of how much i liked college initially chris had to remind me that that was happening that day (laughs) so i'm there in a suit unshowered looking confused about life as chris drugged me to it was that your purple (laughs) was that black suit purple shirt probably i didn't have much go it didn't have a lot of fashion (laughs) <laughs> you had that dope hairstyle though yeah you really did. had i had some i had some looks up i was i was throwing out some 2008 i used to listen to metal looks <laughs> <laughs> you know that angsty kid who definitely would end up doing mma fights that kid yeah <laughs> well as this was the end of a semester episode how did we feel about a christmas the christmasness of this episode 
Oh, it was shit. Yeah, there was no Christmas. They said Christmas maybe three times. Okay, so one, that's more than I thought. I honestly thought when I... <laughs> I think it was just the end, wasn't it? No, I thought it was at the beginning, but it's only ten minutes long, so sure. There was a couple Christmas bits. There was the, the guy caroling to his to his camera that he was talking to, to bring us the figgy pudding, and then there's a little mention of uh, going Christmas shopping, and then the guy's wearing a Christmas suit at the end. Yeah. But I don't, like, I, I feel like it captured, like, Christmas, even though it's not the end of the year, it, it's towards the end of the year, and there's always this feeling of, finality or a reset so to speak and i think like that's what this episode captured really well even if it wasn't the most christmasy i mean it it tidied up the plot holes or like tidied up the plot to progress it forward Hmm. and kind of like gave you some character development and like in a way freed the writing from having to be so like rigid with archetypes which is probably nice because like now now dan Danny B can go out there and drink beer and talk to girls. Wouldn't that be a fun bit sometimes and stuff like that? So That's true. You get to see some uh, some character development in this one. And every man is free to pursue his next his next romantic interest. Because he no longer has high school girlfriend or tall Courtney or other girl. You know? Yeah. Great for the writing. Good good job writing this, people in their early twenties who are clearly more talented than I'll ever be. There's some great lines. I just like, again, just going back to that scene where like that kicks off the episode where they're all in the, the single dorm room. They're just some really good, like Danny B is like trying to be like, how firm is too firm on handshakes? And Gopher goes, I handshake with tongue. <laughs> also, also Gopher, because, or sorry, Shane, because he has the like, He's not pursuing any romantic interest, but still involved. He has all these great non sequiturs. And he, my favorite line, and it might be my favorite line in the entire series run, where he, like, they're all talking about, like, man, how do I, what do I, how do I talk to this girl? And he just goes, I'm thinking about renting a movie. Has anyone <laughs> seen that Don Cheadle one about hotels? <laughs> I did, I did like that one, It's just such a wild idea that, like, this guy is just like, it's the end of the semester. It's almost Christmas. And he's like, maybe I'll check out Hotel Rwanda. Watching movies is a great way to spend your college time, you know? <laughs> go, yeah. go learn about we, we did We did a lot of that, too. We watched a lot of movies. We played a lot of video games. We didn't drink until we turned 21. Mom and dad. And we studied real hard. We were real good boys. I never did drugs. Ever. No. Until there were places that were illegal. Yes. <laughs> one of my best college stories that not enough people were there for. Fuck it. I'm just going to go in on this because it made, it's, thinking about it made me laugh. Uh, I was hanging out with a few of our friends and I had a, a glass pipe for tobacco use only. Of course. And we were playing beer pong and someone shot it. And I was like a house. I don't know whose house it was. But um, they like bounced it and I went to swat it. And it was like just in my drug rug front pocket. And it, like, shattered on the floor. And the the children at uh, the college we went to were fairly innocent <laughs> in mind. And he was just like, what's that? Like, what would that be for? And I'm just, like, trying to be like, oh, don't worry about it. It was just a knickknack. 
Like, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry at all, guys. <laughs> I remember freshman year because I almost joined a fraternity. Thank God I didn't join a fraternity. You almost sucked. John, I didn't like how you said that because it kind of made me feel like I still sucked. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 listen, man. you can only hang around with the crowd so much. I'm glad you came back to the light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do yourself a favor. I think this series is very good. I think they do a lot of nice stuff of capturing what that freshman experience is like. And even there's a whole episode about what Brian was just saying, where Mike has to decide whether or not he wants to join a frat. And then the RA comes and he's like, wow, what a great idea to go meet a bunch of people. If only college helped you by putting you in a building with all these other people your same age that you could meet and hang out with. That's honestly exactly how I felt about it when I thought about it and joining a fraternity. I thought, why the hell would I do that when I've got this whole second floor commons thing going on? We fucking were cooler than any frat. It's like the same thing. Less tradition, but we're making it happen. Hey, we tried to make traditions happen. Hey, no pants Wednesday. No pants Wednesdays. God, we suck. Never let it die. <laughs> Never. Never. Listen, if yeah, if you live on the second floor of any dorm room, don't wear pants on Wednesdays. Don't do it. Don't explain to anyone either. Actually explain to someone. You'll get arrested. For sure explain <laughs> it. Well, no, 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 no. No pants doesn't mean you're daffy ducking it, right? Like, you still got something on it. You're, you're covered. Yeah, you can just buy fun, fun boxer shorts. Right. We had we had people of of all of all backgrounds participate. You know, it's whatever. Unlike this Cash. show, am I right? Hey, white people. <laughs> Although, white guys, white guys, white guys. <laughs> if we're, if we're being fair, most of the series we've watched so far also fall in that category. Oh boy, I blame the random episode generator. Yeah, <laughs> the rendered episode generator whitewashes Christmas. Sure did. New title. It's the algorithm, and you have white people program the algorithms. There's inherent bias in the algorithms. Yeah, I'm actually I'm willing to pin this all on Tim Allen. Tim Allen hacked the mainframe <laughs> after I made fun of him. <laughs> and I just made fun of Joe Rogan. We're never going to see a person of color again. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And we were worried we weren't going to come off the rails. <laughs> Don't you, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, I think uh, we've dug ourselves a deep enough hole here. So why don't we give our final judgments on this? As always, we have three ways we can rate an episode. One is a Christmas classic. The other, a pair of socks. And at the bottom of the barrel, a lump of coal. So, gentlemen, what do we want to call this one? Oh, it's a lump of coal. Oh wow! Hard. Why? Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's, it's not Christmas. Let's back that up. It's a no. Don't. Hey, it's a good episode. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But boys, you got to remember what the title of this podcast is. It's Yuletide. I didn't feel the Christmas cheer. But Chris, we were giving ratings last week. Two days ago, you mean? We're but Chris, no, because Brian, the fucking no, line no. in the episode. The line in the episode, Brian. Oh, man, it has utility. If you're, like, a college freshman. I see what like, you did there way too late. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought, that was a, I thought it was a good bit, and I thought it was going to get caught right away. And you know what? We're just, we're just going to forget about it. We're going to move on. We're going to make better choices next time. 
<laughs> it has utility, probably if you're like, you know, I think if you're specifically our age or also like a new college freshman, this is probably a fine watch. It's 10 minutes of your day. That's no 10 minute episode can be a lump of coal. It's fucking what else are you going to do with 10 minutes? Yeah, but are you going to watch it every Christmas? Gonna go run a mile? Fuck off. Fuck off. You're not going to go yeah. run a mile. Are you, are you going to watch it at Christmas and think to yourself, God, this really got me in the Christmas spirit this year? Brian, Christmas isn't about only being in the Christmas spirit. Like, fucking, there's well, probably... That's the whole point probably, of this podcast! There's probably some kid who just ate shit on his finals. <laughs> like, would probably take a lot of joy in this. I think this also has a lot of nostalgia value, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if you're our age, this is, like, what it was like. I mean, you probably didn't have your dramatic blow-offs with every woman in the world. But... It still is. No, dude, kids these days are so much smarter than we were. No, they're not. <laughs> Dude, I don't no, know. No, they are not. We were. Let me tell you. They're ten year, they've had ten more years of internet than we did. That doesn't make <laughs> them better, no. It makes them woker. It doesn't. That's like, you know what? I'm telling you, man. Five, I, I managed, I, I worked with freshmen for five years. I'm telling you, it's not the case. Fair. They they dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Donate now to the Patreon to get the Brian Hates Children pot. <laughs> <laughs> not not children, just anybody between the age of eighteen and twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> it can be black, white, black lettering. If you're eighteen through twenty-two, Brian thinks you're stupid. Yes. <laughs> so what do you? I I was uh socks socks. I I'm I'm also gonna call socks on this. I I think to Brian's point, there, there's not enough Christmas in this, and I think. We've all watched this series before, so we could kind of piece together. I, I think it's probably a little too impenetrable. But I think, to John's point, it's short, which has a lot going for it. It's in it's punchy, too. Like, you're, you're getting a lot of yucks per minute, I think, in this. And it's just got that nice nostalgia to it, I think. It just does a nice job capturing that anxiety of, like, oh, I've just spent my last three months being in this place with these people and now I need to leave them and I don't like it it's just it's ending and something else is going to happen next and I'm not sure what that is so I, I like that part of it so I think this is good pair of socks especially you know 10 minutes you're probably going to a holiday party at some point this year and your partner or your kids or someone is going to be getting ready and you're going to be waiting on them and you don't have 20 minutes to watch an episode of New Girl say, but you could have 10 minutes to just pop this on and just get a little bit of those holiday feels. Or watch also any of the skits that uh, Chris and Jack from this have created since then because they have a YouTube channel now and uh, it's very, very entertaining. It's very funny. Brian made me watch one. I laughed at least yeah. twice. Yeah. Well, that does it for Dorm Life. Look at that. 50 minutes on a 10-minute episode of television. We work wonders here. We are saving you guys so much time. We are, are alchemists are with the extreme ability to turn something more into what we've been giving. We are full metal alchemists. Brian is the bitchy little brother in the armor suit. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in the armor suit, so... Yeah, he's still a bitch. <laughs> Here's, here's a little bit of fun math for you. The first season of this show, the episodes are typically only five minutes. This was extra long because it was the season finale. So you could have watched 10 episodes of the first season of Dorm Life and the time it took you <laughs> to listen to this podcast. 
do it on mute and then also don't actually do this but like tweet at the blonde girl to dm me Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) don't want to mobilize our four fans (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what let's channel this energy instead of writing a nice review for john's mom help john out in another way and help him get into them dms (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm into i'm like you know what fucking i'm fine with this now <laughs> okay, well, tune in next time to see how that effort went. But <laughs> poorly. Hold on, let me just rub my fingers on my temples real quick and look into the future. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't go well. The bonus episode we're going to be releasing soon, where we have an interview with her, would speak differently. <laughs> like, I, we we legitimately have a higher percent chance of Jeremy Renner guesting. we shall see but do you guys want to know what we're going to be covering for our next episode please god be longer than 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) it will be because we're gonna saddle up our mini ponies and break out the waffle mix to watch christmas scandal from parks and recreation which for some reason you can find on almost any streaming service. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, I think, all have the entire run of that series. Right. Christmas yeah, they practically classic. throw it at you. <clears throat> Be ready for when Chris inexplicably calls this a lump of coal and after y'all that he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on my Ron Swanson impression. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't wait to see how that's fine, <laughs> fine-tuned in two days. It's going to turn out great. The Brian Curran Pyramid of Success. Yeah. Step one. Cut a hole in the box. Step two. Put your dick in that box. And that's the way you do it. It's my dick in a box. And then step three, ask for consent and then open the box. Always ask for consent before opening the box. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Friends that should actually real, be... ask for... real, ask for consent. There you go. <laughs> yes. Major that should be on the card. <laughs> yes. Dear God, <laughs> if there's one message we want to leave you with. <laughs> There's one gift we can give you this Christmas. It's dispelling the myth that the friend zone exists. Because it does not. Correct. I don't know if there was a double negative in there. There might have been. We just but... we just saved you five years of personal development. Congrats. You can join the rest of us. That yeah. will be $400. Donate to the Patreon so we can watch Clute. As a, way of a, <laughs> as a way of a thank you, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Or you can reach out to us and tell us why we're wrong about the friend zone no don't do that we don't want don't, to hear it those will go i don't need trash. i don't need your jordan peterson reading ass writing to me ever no <laughs> no you can you can reach out to us and let these guys know why i am correct about the dorm life episode yes oh my gosh yes you can <laughs> back up your you can back up your support for brian yuletide tv at gmail.com or at yuletide tv on instagram and twitter you can also email chris dm chris Send Chris a physical handwritten letter about Digimon, and Mm -hmm. he will reply to them all. And your cactus caricatures. Yes, all your cactus caricatures. Yes, that too, and I hope we've left you with a smile on your heart and a song on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com, and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.